0: We're going to begin reading at verse 6 through verse 16. I encourage you to read the entirety of Acts 22 and 23 to gain a greater appreciation for the context of this first sermon in this new year. Today I'm kicking off a series entitled Lessons for the Journey. The Christian life is a journey. When you get saved, you're not at the finish line, that's the starting line. Acts 22, verse six through 16. Now it happened, as I journeyed and came near Damascus at about noon, suddenly a great light from heaven shone around me. And I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul. Why are you persecuting me? So I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. And those who who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. So I said, What shall I do, Lord? Or some translations say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said to me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all things which are appointed for you to do. And since I could not see for the glory of that light being led by the hands of those who were with me, I came into Damascus. Then a certain Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there, came to me. And he stood and said to me, "'Brother Saul, receive your sight.' And at that same hour, I looked up at him. Then he said, "'The God of our fathers has chosen you, "'that you should know his will, "'and see that the just one, "'and hear the voice of his mouth. "'For you will be his witness to all men "'of what you have seen and heard.' "'And now, why are you waiting?' Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. I want to call your attention to verse 10. This is where I'm going to hang my hat today for the purpose of preaching proclamation. So I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said to me, arise, go into Damascus, and there you will be told all things which are appointed for you to do, amen. Watch chapel, friends. I want to preach for the next few moments on this first Sunday in 2021 from the topic, A Great Question for a New Year. A Great Question for a New Year. Say it with me, Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord bless your word give us ears to hear give us hearts that are receptive give us wills that are resolute to obey and do your word and your will your words my mouth in Jesus name amen a great question for a new year. Questions are both important and significant. As we traffic and navigate life, none of us can minimize or trivialize the importance and significance of questions. Questions help us discover new information, and questions can help us discern what is true and what is fake. Questions can help us recall things that we forgot, and questions can help us resolve conflict before it gets out of hand. Questions can help us think about what we think about, and questions can help us tackle the tough topics of life. Questions can stimulate our creativity, and questions can strengthen our interpersonal relationships. Questions can influence our perspectives, and questions can, can inspire our thoughtfulness. Questions can eliminate confusion and drama and questions can establish clarity for the direction and trajectory of our lives. Questions can help us learn and questions can enhance our ability to listen. Questions are important and significant. Questions, who am I? Questions, what do I want out of life? Questions, what do I value? Questions, what do I need to do to grow in my relationship? with Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. Questions. What great things has God done in my life that I need not sit on, but I need to testify about? Questions. Who do I need to encourage and who do I need to reconnect with or connect with what I still can. Yeah. Questions. What issue in me do I need to confront and deal with? Questions. Yes, what do I need to let go of so I can fly like an eagle? Right. Questions. Questions are important and significant. According to this New Testament text, we encounter Paul of Tarsus, the great theologian, preacher, missionary, raising a relevant, significant, and important question of Almighty God. Paul, as he is defending and articulating his conversion experience, Paul is recounting what took place in Acts chapter 9. As Paul recounts his salvation and conversion experience on the Damascus Road, Paul is reminding himself and everybody the radical transformation that Jesus inspired in his life. And this radical transformation was contingent upon Paul raising a great question. As Paul is proverbially picked up, turned around, Paul is confronted by none other than Jesus Christ. And Paul has the spiritual gumption to raise the question, Lord, what do you want me to do? Watch, chapel, as we have come on this first Sunday in this new calendar year, maybe that is the question that we need to raise today. On this first Sunday, Lord, what do you want me to do? And maybe, just maybe, that's the question we need to raise, not just on this year, not just today, but maybe maybe. That's the question we need to raise every day we wake up. Maybe that's the question we need to raise at the beginning of every week. Maybe that's the question we need to raise every month. Maybe that's the question we need to raise every quarter. Maybe that's the question we need to raise every year. Lord, what do you want me to do? God If we are fortunate the creek don't rise and Jesus tarry, we will see 365 days this year. But maybe we ought to begin each day by having the spiritual gumption to raise the question, Lord... What do you want me to do before you turn on the Ricky Smiley show, before you turn on the Breakfast Club, before you turn on CNN or Morning Joe, before you do what you do, before you go to Starbucks or make your own Morning Joe? Maybe that's the question we need to raise. Lord, what do you want me to do today? Lord, what do you want me to do this week? Lord, what do you want me to do this month? Lord, what do you want me to do this quarter? Lord, what do you want me to do this year? Maybe the question we need to raise is, Lord, what do you want me to do? A great question for a new year. And while we ought to raise this great question not just annually, not just monthly, not just weekly, but daily, some of us have the tendency, well, let me just be honest, all of us have the tendency to ignore great questions and raise some questions that are unimportant and insignificant. Can I preach this word on this Sunday morning? Where is Jimmy Hoffa really buried? Is Tupac still alive? No. Did the Democrats really steal the election? Come on, talk to me somebody. Who are the members of the Illuminati? Was Barack Obama really born in the United States of America? Did the Holocaust really happen? What does it mean to be black in America if your grandmama was a Cherokee and your daddy was Caucasian and your mama was an African American? Are you really black? Is the Black Lives Matter movement funded by the communists and Marxists in another country? What is your zodiac sign? Y'all ain't talking to me. While we ought to be raising significant questions, Lord, what do you want me to do? We sometimes raise questions that are insignificant and unimportant. If I could even go so far, we sometimes argue, debate, conversate, dialogue, have long, nonsensical discussions about unimportant, insignificant topics because we raise questions that don't really matter. Preach Pastor White. Yet as we've made our way to Acts 22, Verse 10, underline it if you don't think it's a sin to write in your Bible. Lord, what do you want me to do? Maybe that's the question we need to raise instead of asking his credit score or asking uh, her previous relationship status. Maybe you need to ask each other on your church date, amen. What is... God wants you to do in your life. Maybe that's the question we need to ask each other. Maybe that's the question we need to put before our children before they leave our residence and influence. What is God telling you he wants you to do in your life? Maybe that's the question we need to raise to ourselves every day. Lord, what do you want me to do? Paul Raises a great question, not just for a new year, but a great question for every month, every week, every quarter, and every day God allows us to see. Not an insignificant question, not an unimportant question, not a shallow question, not a silly question, not a question to stir the pot, not a question that violates somebody's boundaries, Not a nosy question, but a holy, consecrated, sanctified question. Lord, what do you want me to do? And what happens when you and I raise this question? Not what's your zodiac sign? Not are you a Leo or an Aquarius? Not where did you pledge and what university did you go to? Not uh, your mama's last name, or not what does your daddy do for a living, but Lord, what do you want me to do? When we raise this question, there are some things that take place in our lives, and as you and I have the audacity to raise this question, the first thing that takes place in life, when we raise the question, Lord, what do you want me to do, we receive Guidance and direction. Paul raises this question. Literally, Paul is blind. But in life, Paul is blind as well. Paul doesn't know what to do. He is lacking direction. And for those of us who know this story, we know that Paul was on the wrong road doing the wrong thing. And God loved him so much, and God arrested him in such a way that he stopped Paul dead in his tracks. And out of the crucible of being lost, Paul raises the question, Lord, what do you want me to do? And God gives Paul guidance. When you and I raise this question, God will give us guidance. During this season of prayer and fasting, you don't need to ask Pastor White what pastor says you ought to give up. Ask God, God, what do you want me to give up? You don't need to ask some questions. God don't need to give you a sign. The sign is already there. God is willing to give you the guidance and direction we desperately need. And maybe we are asking the wrong people for guidance and direction instead of asking Almighty God for the guidance and direction we need. Ain't no sin asking P-dub for counsel. Ain't no sin asking mama or daddy for direction. But we gotta go to the manufacturer. We gotta go to the creator. We gotta go to the producer pastor didn't wake you up in the morning mama and daddy conceived you but you were conceived in your mother's womb from the dawn of creation so instead of asking the guidance counselor instead of asking your favorite professor instead of asking your fraternity brother or soror maybe we ought to ask god for guidance and direction god what college do you want me to go to God, is he the one or is she the one? God, do you want me to walk through this door or say no to this opportunity? God, what do you want me to major in? God, where do you want us to live? God, what do you want us to do? God will give us guidance if we are willing to ask God. And let me help somebody right now. Be willing to let God answer when you ask. Now this is going to bust somebody's bubble. Somebody's going to get mad, but I'm trying to deliver everybody. Don't have your mind already made up about what you're going to do and then expect God to rubber stamp your plans when you already got your mind made up. You already decided you're going to marry baby You already decided you're going to marry Sinead. Don't ask God then. You got license from Wake County already. And then you're going to get on your knees. God, is she the one? Is he the one? Well, doggone it, you done got the marriage license already. Ask God first. When we ask this question, God will give us Guidance. Not only will he give us guidance when we ask this question, God will grow us. We need guidance, but we also need growth. We are grown and spiritual. Amen. We're not in the middle school. This is not an extended kindergarten experience. When we are willing to ask God, God, what do you want me to do? God will give us guidance, but God will also grow us. Let me help somebody. If I didn't know anything about growth, I learned about growth in 2020. Growth don't feel good. Growth is uncomfortable. Growth is difficult. Growth will push you out of your comfort zone. But thank God for growth. Can I preach this? When you are now willing to yield and surrender and ask God, God, what do you want me to do? Expect God to grow you in ways you ain't never grown before. God will stretch you. God will challenge you. God will prune the tree of your life so you and I will grow in ways we've never grown before. Look at what God does for Paul. Paul is a hater of the church, but Paul takes a hater of the church, humbles him, makes him eat crow sandwich, makes him have humble pie, and sends him to preach to the same folk he was trying to kill. If that ain't growth, I don't know what is growth. And Sometimes God will make you reconcile with your haters. God will make you work with folk you said you would never work with. God will put you in positions and circumstances where you got to depend on folk you said you would never depend on. God will order your steps in such a way to deliver you from the bad attitude, the complaining spirit, the no good, everybody can't do it like I can do it, so God can grow us to become who he wants us to be. Maybe we don't need more, maybe we just need to grow up, maybe we don't need this or that, maybe we don't need new, but maybe we just need to grow and become the men and women of God that God says we become when I was a child I spoke as a child I understood as a child I comprehended as a child but when I became a full-grown man I gave up childish stuff when I became a real woman I gave up childish stuff gossip silly talk condescension one-upmanship childish silly talk it's time to grow when I ask this question God will give me guidance but not only will he give me guidance God will grow me but let me tell you one more thing when I ask this question I'll be grateful for what God has done God will give me guidance. He will send me to where I need to go. He'll order my steps in such a way. He'll grow me by putting a crown above my head that I got to grow tall enough to wear. But I can't stop right there. When I ask this question, God will give me a reason to be grateful. Y'all ain't talking to me on this Sunday morning. Y'all don't remember when Paul was sore. Paul hadn't always been a preacher of the gospel. Paul hadn't always been a writer of the New Testament. Paul was not always on fire for the Lord. Before he became saved and sanctified, he was a persecutor of the church by the name of Saul. But one day, on the Damascus Road, Saul had the audacity to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And that question changed his life. Paul was lost, but he became found. Paul was out there but then the church embraced him. Paul Saul was a hater of the church but God changed his name and now Paul can look back and be grateful for raising that question Lord what do you want me to do? Do I have anybody on this Sunday morning who's grateful for where God has brought you from? Anybody grateful for the mountains he's brought you over? Anybody grateful grateful for the valleys he's brought you through? Anybody grateful that God made you a preacher of the gospel? Anybody grateful that God saved and sanctified you? Anybody grateful that God picked you up, turned you around, placed your feet on the solid rock? Anybody grateful that now you got a testimony that the angels can't sing? Anybody grateful for new direction in your life? I thank God for growth. I thank God for guidance, but I'm grateful for what the Lord is doing in my life. Does anybody have a testimony of what God has done in your life? I was sick, but God healed me. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was crazy, but now I'm sane. I was depressed, but now I got joy. I got a testimony. Anybody got a testimony? The good news. God is growing me. God is guiding me. But I'm grateful for the great things, the good things that God is doing in my life. Yes, I am. I got the clothes right now, but is anybody grateful for him waking you up? I'm grateful that he healed my daughter. I'm grateful that he's a way maker. I'm grateful he's a healer. I'm grateful he's a provider. I'm grateful he's a protector. I'm grateful he's a reconciler. I'm grateful grateful that he's faithful. I'm grateful that he's providential. That I'm called a role. I'm grateful that he's Elohim. I'm grateful that he's Shalom. I'm grateful for who he is. I said, I'm grateful. Yes, sir. What do you want me to do? That's the question. That's the question. Let me help somebody. Life is short. Two good friends of mine died on Christmas Day 149 years old, 146 years old. One had a stroke and a heart attack, one had a rare form of cancer. Life is short. If 2020 didn't teach us anything, don't play with tomorrow. It's unpredictable, it's a vapor. And while we are here, Wow, wow, God has life in our limbs. Lord, what do you want me to do? Forgive who you need to forgive. Pick up the phone. Let stuff go. You 40 years old, stop acting like you in middle school. You 50. 50 time to get right time to do right tomorrow ain't promised people were healthy this time last year COVID came people that we know yeah they're with the Lord but we miss them we miss them don't act so super spiritual that you say you don't miss folk. They with the Lord. Yeah, when they with the Lord, but you miss them. Yeah, I'm going to get over my tears, but I'm crying right now. And you ain't going to guilt me about my tears telling me they in heaven. Let me be pastor. Let folk grieve how they need to grieve so they can heal. If they need to cry, let them cry. Don't rush nobody through grief. You don't break your leg, then run a marathon the next day. Let folk heal. Somebody, you don't have a church home. You're not saved. You've yet to accept Jesus as your Savior and Lord. I want to be your pastor. That's what God wants me to do. God wants me to save souls. He wants me to lead people to Christ. He wants me to be a hope dealer. He wants me to be a sanctified corner man and a soul saver. I'm your local hope dealer. I deal in Jesus. Go on, talk, p Y'all know. Talk that turkey, baby. You're not saved. We want to get you in a relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't have a church home. We want you to be number one this year. Come on, sis. Come on, brother. Who going to be number one? The first Watch Chapel member of 2021. Come on. Come on. Go to the contact us tab on our website. that a guide and direct you concerning church membership at Watch Chapel Salvation. Watch Chapel, we're about to celebrate the Lord's Supper. As we celebrate this holy meal of the Lord's Supper, we begin this first Sunday in the new year by celebrating this holy ordinance of the church, ordinance where we confess our sins to God and we remember what Jesus did for us on Calvary's cross by partaking of the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As We go to God in prayer. We go confessing our sins to God. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for what you did on Calvary's cross. We thank you for guidance, growth, and gratitude. We thank you, God, for everything that you did last year, everything that you're doing now, every plan that you have for us. Forgive us of every sin that we've committed against you, sins we've committed against ourselves, against other people, sins we've committed against the church, sins we've committed. Help us mind our mouths. Renew our hearts. Renew our minds. Give us sanctified discipline to walk in ways you want us to walk. Forgive us for not letting you love us. Forgive us for closing our hands. Lord, make us new. Make us new. Creating us clean hearts, renewing us right spirits, renew our minds. In Jesus' name, amen the night he was betrayed, he took the bread when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you we do this in remembrance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ same manner, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood we do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of him for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes Amen. 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 May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. Bless us, choir.